This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist, keeping my eye on the economy every day for you, with no bluster, no bias, no bull. June 15, 2020. Only one economic release today, Empire State Manufacturing Survey, which uh, takes a look at manufacturing activity in the Empire State, otherwise known as New York. The index in May was minus 48.5. The forecast for June was minus 30, and the actual reading was minus 0.2. So way better than expected. Still in contraction, but way better than expected, showing that manufacturing is recovering in New York. I'll just briefly read the article about this. Business activity steadied in New York State in June after two months of record contractions. Empire State Business Conditions Index rose 48 points to negative 0.2 in June. A reading close to zero indicates steadying conditions. However, the report is still well below levels at 50 or below that would indicate contraction. Economists had expected a reading of negative 30. 36% of manufacturers reported that conditions were better uh, this month than the previous month. compared to 15% who said so in May. The new orders index rose 42 points to a level close to zero, indicating that the quantity of orders was unchanged from last month. Shipments climbed 42 points to 3.3, indicating a slight rise. The index for employees was little changed at minus 3.5. The second month of slight employment declines. 18% of firms said they were increasing employment levels. Firms were optimistic that conditions would be better in six months, with the index for future conditions rising 27 points to 56.5, its highest level in more than a decade. The Empire State Index has climbed nearly 80 points over the last two months as factory activity has stopped falling after the lockdown due to the coronavirus pandemic. Economists emphasize that the ground loss in the past couple of months has not been recovered, only that manufacturing has stabilized. Diffusion indexes like the factory survey like the factory surveys measure the direction of change in activity from one month to the next, not the level of activity. New York State was slow to reopen its economy last month with which meant that the Empire State survey was the weakest of all the regional surveys with many factories emerging from lockdown in June. month to month change seems likely to be positive even if total output remains far below pre pandemic levels. Now, uh, uh, some comments from Dallas Fed President Robert Kaplan about the Fed's idea of uh, yield curve targeting. Kaplan, responding to a question during a web appearance, said he would not rule out yield curve targeting, but I have a little skepticism and he would be concerned about introducing distortions into the Treasury yield curve. Interest rates are muted, he said, and I would need to see evidence of the reason to do yield curve control. Responding to other questions, Kaplan said high-frequency indicators, including cell phone mobility data and credit card spending, suggest a rebound is occurring. Kaplan's own conversations with executives show business is improving and the Paycheck Protection Program has been effective in helping keep employees on payrolls, if only on a part-time basis. Businesses face a gut check in August and September to gauge whether business conditions are improving enough to allow businesses to sustain the recovery and keep employees on payrolls. After a disastrous second quarter, the economy is rebounding heading into the summer, but the outlook depends on good health practices. These measures include mask-wearing, contact tracing, and other efforts where the U.S. is lagging other countries. Kaplan called spending on good health practices the best possible investment as they are required to allow reopening to proceed. Now for some notes from the Financial Times. The 
Eurozone or the European Union is going to pump billions into the economy. The EU plans to pump billions of euros into advanced purchase deals with pharmaceutical companies for potential coronavirus vaccines and a sign of intensifying efforts by rich countries to secure supplies of future treatments. The move highlights Europe's urgency to escape a pandemic that has hit the population and economies of many of its countries hard. It may also stoke fears that poorer countries will be squeezed out of vaccines. Purchases by the financial purchases by the financial muscle. Let me reread that. It may also stoke fears that poorer countries will be squeezed out of vaccine purchases by the financial muscle of the world's biggest economies. Money from the EU fund, known as the Emergency Support Instrument, would be mobilized and potentially topped up to finance manufacturers' efforts. <clears throat> excuse me to make vaccines at speed and scale under a draft Commission strategy to be published next week. The funds would be targeted primarily at drugs that will enter clinical trials later this year with a view to mass production in 2021. The new fund would avoid companies with manufacturing capacity solely in the U.S. since Washington has indicated it wants U.S.-made medicines for itself. There are big reservations among New York hotels over cities over city reopening. Uh, there are there are the 16 shopping centers and outlet malls that Lightstone owns across the U.S. About a third of the tenants have stopped paying rent since the economy uh, shuttered to half in mid-March. Many cash-strapped residents of Lightstone's 16,000 apartment units made good on their rent in April and May. There is no telling if that will continue, particularly if enhanced federal benefits payments expire on August 1. In the wider real estate universe, no asset class has been more affected by the pandemic than hotels. The big question is how and when will guests feel comfortable returning to hotels located in the epicenter of a pandemic that killed more than 21,000 New Yorkers? Output across the Eurozone is hit by a record fall in April. Industrial production in the Eurozone plunged by a record 17.1% in April as a pandemic caused disruption to businesses across almost all manufacturing and construction sectors of the European economy. April's drop was the biggest fall since records started in 1991. The ECB forecasts this month that the Eurozone economy would shrink by 8.7% this year. Europe's largest economies were badly hit by April's downturn. In Spain, industrial output fell by 21.8%. In France, it was down 20.1%. Italy, it was down 19.1%. Germany, down 18%. Hungary, Romania, Slovakia, and the Czech Republic were among the countries with the steepest declines. Industrial output dropped between 23 and 30% in those countries in April. Economics puts two-meter distancing under pressure. Evidence so far suggests that the WHO guideline of one meter is a bare minimum and that the transmission risk falls further as that gap widens to two meters and beyond. But the judgment is complicated because distancing is just one factor among many that influences infection rates and because persisting, persisting, persisting with two-meter spacing would hamper the revival of social and business activities. That is why countries such as Spain and the UK, both with two-meter rules, have either de decided to reduce it or are considering doing so. There is still no consensus on the crucial point of whether the virus is spread only by respiratory droplets that quickly fall to the ground or also by smaller, longer-lingering particles known as aerosols. A 2017 study using mannequins suggested the number of large resp respiratory droplets that would hit another person's face or be inhaled by them would fall to zero if the distance between them was 1.5 meters rather than 1 meter. <clears throat> uh, mortgage powerhouse Quicken files for listing. Quicken Loans, the largest mortgage lender in America, has filed to list on the stock market in what could be the largest IPO of the year. Quicken has emerged as a top challenger to... to, 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 to 
to traditional lenders, becoming the largest mortgage originator ahead of Wells Fargo in 2018. Wow, that's news. With more than $80 billion in new loans. Last year, the company closed nearly $145 billion in mortgages. The economic stress has meant that millions of homeowners have skipped payments on their mortgages. The number of U.S. home loans in forbearance jumped from 3.7% in the first week of April to 8.5% by the end of May. Borrowers, are, or borrowers can defer mortgage payments for up to a year under the per- terms of a bill passed in March, but the sums will eventually be repaid in many cases by extending the term of the loan. Poor nations borrow more despite debt relief initiative. Emerging economies have raised more than $83 billion through the international bond market since the beginning of April, just weeks after the push by the G20 to offer many poor nations debt relief. The return to the bond market marks a turnaround from the panic that gripped markets in March when issuance froze and foreign investors withdrew a record $83 billion from the 30 largest emerging economies, outflows that dwarfed those experienced in the financial crisis of 2008 and 2009. Much of the recent issuance has come from investment-grade borrowers such as Israel, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and the United, or Qatar, however you pronounce that, and the United Arab Emirates, which between them have raised more than $50 billion. Tourism uh, blow from pandemic set to linger in global economy. Tourism's contribution to the global economy has risen over the past decade as the expansion of the middle class and emerging economies, particularly in Asia, translates into a rise in spending and leisure activities, including travel. The growth of low-cost travel has also boosted tourist numbers. Globally, tourism accounts for one in four of all jobs created over the past five years. Wow, that's pretty interesting. On a net basis, and about 10% of economic output. In some places, including South Asia, Southern Europe, and Central America, it contributes up to 30% of the economy. Global tourism this year is expected to put in its worst performance since 1950 in terms of number of travelers and revenues. Globally, the number of foreign visitors fell by 57% in March compared to the same period last year. The IMF has warned that tourist-dependent areas such as the Caribbean face their deepest recession in more than half a century. Some areas have begun to develop potential solutions, starting with domestic tourism. Regions which rely on foreign tourism are likely to find it harder to recover. The pickup on domestic tourism helped boost occupancy rates in May compared to April, but hotels are still at less than half their capacity in China, one-third in the U.S. and just above one-tenth in Europe. And uh, pandemic puts remorse. Oh, no, I'm not going to read about that. Uh, poverty, populism, and the pandemic. Home to just 8% of the global population, Latin America is now suffering half the world's new coronavirus deaths. Brazil is now the world's second most infected country after the U.S., with more than 800,000 cases and over 42,000 deaths. And experts believe the pandemic may still be at least four weeks from its peak in the country. Pray for Brazil. Oh, that's terrible. Okay, and now I want to share with you some notes from a webinar with uh, Jim Bullard, who is President and CEO of St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank. This was from May 5, so it's a little bit dated, but still pretty relevant um, comments. So he started out by saying, the good thing is that this economic shock did not start in the financial sector. Those shocks are harder to recover from, and we should recover more effectively from this shock. We need to invest in national health. Most countries were not prepared for this pandemic. One goal is to provide support for the financial sector. Also need to support the real economy, i.e. the non-financial sector. Uh, This could turn into a depression without massive support for the economy, which we're seeing. Europe is being hit the hardest, the U.S. second, and Asia third. A higher infection and fatality rates in Europe than in the U.S., Europe does not have 
unified government like the U.S. Um, Europe does not have unified government like the U.S., uh, so it's a big test for uh, the Euro and the European Union. After 1957-58 pandemic, the economy grew strongly for a decade. After 1918 Spanish flu, the 1920s saw very strong economic growth. The roaring 20s. Shutdown was uh, appropriate initially, but must start reopening things again to avoid other possible problems down the road. Policy should be more risk-based going forward. We don't stop driving cars because there are accidents. We have uh, so um, we have safety plans in place and should have something similar in place for dealing with pandemics. In other words, don't shut down the whole economy. Have a more uh, targeted and uh, risk-based approach. Uh, we can't afford to keep the economy closed until we get a vaccine. We should use current technology to end the, cr the, the crisis, uh, especially for testing. This is an information problem, as we don't know where the virus is and testing would help. An idea is to have government pay for production of tests and allow companies to sell tests for profit. Uh, competition would improve quality of tests. We could reopen the economy sooner without having to wait for a vaccine, which may never come. Information flow is better now than in the past. Individuals are more aware and taking necessary precautions. It will be very difficult to pass legislation to help states with big budget problems. Uh, we'll probably need to have some kind of formula to determine how much money individual states should get. Government, lo government job losses, deflationary risks, and a secondary supply shock if some producers go out of business are concerns if states don't get government assistance. There is a lot of uncertainty about what things will look like on the other side of the pandemic. Businesses, workers, and consumers need to have confidence that they can resume normal activities without getting sick in order to get the economy back up and running. Taking everyone's temperature would help, but not as much as testing. Very important to protect those most vulnerable. The economy has proven adept at adjusting to risks in the past. Would expect we will get much better at pandemic awareness and strategies going forward. Should copy strategies of countries that have done better than us. Pandemic is exacerbating trends that were already in place, like digital technology. Not too worried about negative impacts on long-term productivity growth. Eventually, we'll see return to normal flow of people across borders. Companies will likely diversify their supply chains more as a result of the pandemic. We will be able to better assess impacts on trade when things start getting going again. Um, don't expect a major war as a result of deglobalization. Infl inflation expectations are lower, but not terribly so. Market seems to trust the Fed will be able to handle inflation. The tips market is better than surveys in keeping up with current events regarding inflation expectations. Tips are treasury inflation protected securities and the spread between those securities and um, treasury bonds is, a, is an indicator of inflation expectations for those, uh, for those um, time periods. In other words, if you compare one-year tips to one-year treasuries, that's a one-year inflation expectation, five-year tips, five-year treasuries, and five-year five inflation expectation, and so on. Europe is more at risk of deflation than the U.S. Policymaking is very complicated in Europe given so many members and people negotiating. A crisis like this should unify Europe more and get them to put more, a more structured system in place, but it hasn't happened so far. The speed of policy response in the U.S. has been impressive, especially compared to previous crises like the financial crisis of 2007 to 2009. Keeping the economy shut for too long could lead to a financial crisis. He says that uh, we shouldn't let the economy stay closed for any more than 90 days, and here we are. You know, it's June now, so it's all kind of started in mid-March, mid so we're pretty much at the 90-day mark. So, um, you know, we've already opened, so that's good. 
Hopefully bankruptcies can be limited to companies that were already in trouble before the pandemic. More working, more people are working from home, uh, more, more working from home, more spaced out floor plans, more shifts, more protection for the vulnerable, different ways of selling and delivering products and services are all things that will result from the pandemic. New products or twists on old products are also expected. That's it for that. Quick update on the coronavirus. Yesterday, uh, the fatality growth rate for the United States was 0.3% uh, from the day before. That is the lowest since the pandemic began. So every, while people are talking about a possible second wave, uh, worries about a second wave, there are several states that are seeing uh, higher infection rates. But again, uh, I'll keep mentioning this. That you know, just because you have a higher higher number of people being affected doesn't mean that the pandemic is getting worse. Part of that is due to the fact that more people are getting tested. So, and and as of yet, I have not seen any article or any research done to try to distinguish between, uh, not you know, what's causing the higher infection rates. Is it more people getting infected or is it more people getting tested? I have not seen any studies on that yet. So overall, lowest daily fatality growth rate since the pandemic began for the U.S. Right now, I do not see a second wave. Now for tip number 46 on how to stay sane during unemployment. Tip number 46 falls under the fifth commandment of be good to others. Tip number 46 is send someone a card. The other day I talked about how you could pray for someone, but if you're not religious, you could send them a card. So today's tip is send someone a card. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, how... how nice is it when you're going through a bad time and somebody sends you a card just to say hey i'm there to support you i'm thinking about you hoping things are getting better for you let me know if you need any help or anything like that it really really lifts your spirits and it makes you feel good too when you send someone a card to say something nice you know um so it's good for both sides let me let me tell you something this is really really strange i don't know who did this but about a week ago i got a card in the mail and it said, um, I'm thinking of you, or something like that. And inside the card were two gift cards. One was for $50 for Target, and one was for $100. It was a Visa gift card. I have no, and, and there was no return address. Uh, I did not recognize the writing on the envelope. There was no signature. Nothing. I have no idea who sent me this card. And, um, you know, yeah, it could be a scam, but, I, you know, if I don't have to give any of my information to anybody, then I might as well just use the cards, right? I mean, if all I have to do is give Target my card and they give me, you know, they let me buy whatever I want to buy, I can't possibly get scammed. So, I mean, <laughs> I fell out of my chair. $150 and gift cards from I, ha I have no idea who sent it I have a, I have an idea who might have sent it but I, I can't say for sure um, and yeah you know that lifted my spirits for the day a lot <laughs> so um, if you want to send someone a card that'd be great give them you know some nice comments and some support and if you want to go take it a step further give them a gift card <laughs> like this person did for me <laughs> I was just blown away. That was just one of the strangest things I've ever seen happen. So tip number 46, give, send someone a card. 
That's all for today. Please subscribe or follow me if you like what you hear. Spread the word. Listen to previous episodes on other tips on how to stay sane during unemployment. Tune in tomorrow when I will be talking about retail sales, industrial production, and the housing market index. This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist. Stay safe and stay sane. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.